Unity of Farmington Hills, a positive path for spiritual living. Well, good morning, Unity of Farmington Hills, and welcome to all of you who are visiting us today. I'm Reverend Kelly Kincaid, the Senior Minister of Unity of Farmington Hills. I want to give a shout out to our music team for leading us in that opening congregational song. It was fun and a perfect way to usher in the spirit of worship for today. So thank you to Nicholas, who's our music director on the piano, and Laurel, Carl Schluter, Bernard and Michael, the singers in the front, Carl Clace in the back on the guitar, and Lauren uh, uh, on the drums. Thank you all for that. Lauren, thank you for providing the lyrics so we could sing along with you all. It was amazing. I'm going to share our announcements for today, and then we will resume with our worship service. We're having our town hall meeting today at 11 a.m., and I invite you all to join us so that we can discuss our plans for resuming Sunday services at the church which will begin in July. I hope you all can join us. Our next Youth Sunday service is also today at 1 p.m. This service is for children ages 5 through 11. For more information regarding the Youth Sunday service, feel free to email Sharon Clace at youth at unityfh.com. Our Monday Zoom house party is tomorrow at 1 p.m. This is our time to Check in with each other, connect with each other, be inspired by each other, and most of all, to laugh with each other. <laughs> and our next Critical Conversations meeting is tomorrow at 7 p.m. I want to invite you all to join us, and I also uh, invite you to share the link with others who may be interested in joining in with these conversations. We have been moving into being powerful beacons of love and understanding within our spiritual community and also growing closer together in the process. 
this has been putting out a healing, a wave of healing energy, not just in our, in our spiritual community, but also out into the world. So thank you for all of you for who have been participating in the critical conversations and for your commitment to being healing agents and healing the racial consciousness in the United States and in the world. Again, the, it, the critical conversations will be tomorrow at 7 p.m. Our weekly Bible study class is on Wednesday from 1 to 3 p.m. So if you're interested in gaining a deeper spiritual understanding of Scripture, bring your Bibles and join us. Our weekly meditation service is Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. This is a sacred meditation where we relax and commune in the presence of God together and come out recharged and revitalized. There will be no women's group meeting, critical conversations meeting, or family trivia night during the months of July and August. We're going to resume those activities in September after Labor Day. However, the men's group decided they wanted to continue to meet throughout the summer. So the next men's group meeting will be in the on the third Saturday of, the, of July. So that's July 17th. It will be at the church at 10 a.m. Men, you are all welcome to participate. If you want to get more information about what's going on at Unity of Farmington Hills, feel free to visit our website at unityfh.com. And also, if you need to, if you would like to sign up for our email blast, when you go to our website, scroll down to the bottom of the homepage, fill out that short form, and hit the submit button. If you would like to become a member of our spiritual community, or if you need to renew your membership to our spiritual community, when you go to the website, unityfh.com, click on the About Us and fill out the membership form that is under that link. And once you fill out the membership form and hit the submit button, you will have become a new member or you have renewed your, you will have, will have renewed your membership at our spiritual community. If you would like to schedule an appointment with me to speak with me or for prayer, feel free to email me at seniorminister at unityfh.com or you can call me at 248-737-9191. My office hours are Tuesdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. and Wednesdays from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. You may also email your prayer request to our prayer ministry. That email is prayerchaplains at unityfh.com. Once your requests have been prayed over, they will be submitted to Silent Unity to be held in prayer for 30 days. I want to thank Roxanne Berry and Eileen Lindbergh, who are our prayer chaplains. Thank you for your sacred service to our spiritual community. It's greatly appreciated. This concludes our announcements for today. And now as we join our music team in singing Shirley to Presence, let us open our hearts and our minds to hear the daily word and for our opening prayer.
The Daily Word for today, Sunday, June 27th, 2021, is Let Go, Let God, or as my daddy says, LGLG. <laughs> the affirmation reads, I do what is mine to do and release the rest. Let's affirm that together. I do what is mine to do and release the rest. And the message reads, I am equipped with powerful spiritual tools to use toward creating the life of my dreams. Through prayer and meditation, visualization and affirmation, I am willing to work for what I want to see manifest in my life and in the lives of those I care about. Sometimes I can be so focused on what I'm doing that I forget the importance of stepping back from my efforts and releasing my attachment to specific outcomes. There is great peace that comes from knowing I have done all that I can do and then in perfect peace and clarity, releasing outcomes to the divine that is in all people and circumstances. I heed my guidance to discern when to take action and when to yield to the activity of spirit. Today's scripture comes from Matthew is chapter six, verse 33, and it reads, but strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. I love that scripture. Let us pray. So I invite you to gently close your eyes with me and take a deep breath. And just let your attention float right down into your heart center, focusing in the center of your chest, becoming aware of peace and love and the silence within. And it is from this space, as we tune into the love of God within us, that we shall pray. There's only one power and one presence active in our lives and in the universe. It is the true power of all existence. And that is God, the good omnipotent. And God is absolute good, absolutely. We acknowledge that because God is omnipresent, God is one with us and we are one with God, which means that we are also absolute good, absolutely. And as we tune into the divine that dwells within us, the God in us, we allow ourselves to release attachment to our human expression and open up more deeply into the spirit within, allowing God's message to come forth clearly in our minds, hearts, and souls, and allowing God to guide us in being ultimate expressions of God's message in this world. And we thank you, God, for blessing every aspect of this worship service today and everyone who is in attendance. In the mighty name and nature of that indwelling Christ, we pray. Thank you, God. Amen. And now let us affirm our statement of being together. God is all, both invisible and visible. One presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. 
And now let us affirm our growth affirmation together, knowing that it is working, working, and working some more. And we thank you, God, for that. Let's, uh, let's affirm it. Together, we give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls, sanctuary, and classrooms with seekers of unity truth, fills our hearts with love and joy, and provides us with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world. Thank you for affirming that with me. And now we are going to have our first special song entitled Manifesting is Creating. It'll be led by Carl Schluter, and then I will be back with our message for today. is creating choose the most loving thoughts manifesting is creating choose the most loving thoughts Choose the most 
is creating. Choose the most loving thoughts. Wow, Carl, that was beautiful. And if I remember correctly, you actually wrote that song and the music to it as well. Amazing performance. It feels so good to have such wonderful talent in our spiritual community and not only in our spiritual community, but in our music team. Thank you so much for that performance. It was beautiful. So one day at a wedding rehearsal, the groom walks up to the minister and says, hey, let's make a deal. If you take all that honor and obey and love stuff out of our wedding vows, I'll give you $100. And he hands the minister a crisp $100 bill. And then he walks away to huge, with a huge smile on his face. The next day, during the wedding ceremony, the minister turns to the groom and says, do you promise to bow down to your wife, to cook her breakfast every day, and to fulfill her every desire? <laughs> Now, the groom is <laughs> astonished, and he, he says a, a week, I, I do. And then later on, after the service is over, he walks up to the minister and says, hey, I thought we had a deal. And the minister hands him back his money and says, your wife made me a better offer. <laughs> I was trying not to laugh when I said that. <laughs> Anyway, I thought that was kind of cute. So. <laughs> so as we close out this month of June, we're going to continue with our discussion on spiritual imagination. And spiritual imagination, as I said, is our power to shape substance. It's our power to take the divine ideas, the divine law of God, the, the divine um, substance of God, and to shape it through our thoughts held in mind and the images that come to us to shape it into the create the manifestations of our life. So for instance, if we're sitting around worrying about something, you will tend to draw to yourself experiences of the exact same thing you're worrying about. And if you tend to imagine and sit in this consciousness of asking God what is next for you and you visualize and imagine those things in your life, you will tend to draw to you experiences that will co-create that which you are imagining in your life. And so I'm, as I was sitting with God, asking God what to speak on today, I remember I was thinking about dreaming. And one of the dreams that is really popular that is discussed in the Bible is in Genesis chapter 28 is Jacob's dream when he's at Bethel. And some was in some versions is talking about Jacob's ladder, the dream that Jacob had about which, which was about this ladder that he uh, saw in his dream. And some versions like this version I'm going to read says it's a stairway. And as so as I read this version of it, it said stairway. I remember this song entitled the stairway stairway to heaven. And I think it's written by the temptations and I love that song. So that's the title of my talk today, the stairway to heaven. And this story that I'm going to read, as I said, comes from Genesis chapter 28. It's verses 10 through 22. Now, just to give you a brief um, 
uh, summary up to this point. Jacob and his brother Isaac are twins. They, I mean, his brother Esau are twins. They're Isaac and Rebekah's children. God has told J Rebecca when she was pregnant with them that the younger one would be in charge of the older ch child. And normally the older child gets the blessing and the younger and the older child has um, dominion over the family and over the younger siblings as well. But God had told Rebecca, Rebecca otherwise. So she schemes with her son Jacob to take his brother's birthright from his father. When Esau finds out about this, he is so angry that he commits, he vows to kill his brother after his father has died and after their he is grieved over their father's death. So Rebecca tells her son, Jacob, to go to her brother's land, which is um, in Haran, and to go to that land, find a wife and stay there until J uh, Esau cools down and then you can come back. Esau represents the human consciousness that is not connect that is not aware of its spiritual presence. It, it is not in tune with the spirit within Jacob represents intellectual consciousness that is not in tune with the spirit within Jacob's name means supplanter or deceiver. He was deceptive. And so for him to be so, so, for, so for even though his name means deceptor, yeah, he schemes his way. He uses his intellectual, mental in uh, a way that's not loving to steal his brother's birthright. And so he's living in the nature of his name at this point as the deceptor, the deceiver rather, the deceiver. So when he's leaving Beersheba to travel to Haran, he has his birthright. There's an agreement now, and he, so he's moving from Beersheba. Beersheba, according to Charles, Charles Fillmore, who is the co-founder of Unity, represents well of the oath. He says it represents the establishing of this agreement between the inner and the outer, wherein faith and its ad, uh, adherence, the higher thoughts of consciousness, are given ample room in the organism and are allowed to retain possession of the well. So you're, it's the process that is the beginning of the process of, ma of moving from an intellectual consciousness into a spiritual consciousness, moving from the material awareness into a spiritual awareness. But there was an oath that was given to him because he was blessed by his father and he was given the birthright of the, his father's household. So he leaves with this birthright, but he's coming from a material consciousness. And as he travels to Haran, Haran represents an exalted level of consciousness. He's shifting in consciousness. Traveling in the Bible usually represents some form of shifting from one consciousness, a lower level of consciousness to a higher level, higher level of consciousness. Sometimes it's the reverse, but a lot of times it's moving from one level of consciousness to a higher level of consciousness. And that's what this is representing in this story right now. There are times in our life when we are going through running from something, we're trying to run from a situation. We're trying to run from a relationship. We're trying to run from a circumstance. We're trying to run from who we are. And the actual thing is you're, you take your consciousness everywhere you go. You take those error thoughts, which you, you take the false thoughts, the false feelings, the false beliefs. You take everything with you and still co-create wherever you go with God. 
the very same thing, maybe different nuances, until you stop and shift. Jacob here is still a deceiver, and he has to shift into a higher level of consciousness for God to be able to work with him. The beautiful thing is once we tucker, once we're, once we're tuckered out and we quiet ourselves down and we go to sleep or we quiet ourselves down and take our hands off the circumstance, God is able to move in to the point where we can hear God. We can hear the unction of the still small voice inside of us moving us forward. So Jacob takes a rock and begins to sleep on it. It's nighttime and nighttime represents the uh, human understanding in man's thoughts and moving from the, the human understanding and the process of moving from that into the daytime, which is the spiritual understanding. So the things that go on at night that prepare you to move into a realization and a deeper understanding is represented by night. So he takes a rock and he lays and lays his head on it. When he lays his head on it, it means that he is willing to move to a deeper understanding. He's willing to see it from a higher perspective. And also, he's willing to lay down and surrender his circumstances on the foundation of faith. So when you're laying your head down, you're, laying, you're taking your mental out of the way and moving into spiritual faith and, uh, and belief that there is something greater there. And I just have to sit still and listen. And the beautiful thing is he slips into a dream. He slips into sleep, which is a subconsciousness. And in the subconsciousness of the mind, he moves into the subconsciousness of the mind, which is a form of sleep. The dream is spiritual imagination of starting to awaken. God talks to us through images. And through these images, God's activating spiritual imagination. I love it that Jesus did the same thing in his parables and his way of thinking. He activated spiritual imagination because it is through spiritual imagination that we create in our mind the very things that we are hearing. And as we create those things in our mind, we begin to create them in our world. Our outer world begins to reflect and mimic what's going on in the inner world. So he sees a stairway that is reaching from earth to heaven. It's beautiful because that stairway represents the step-by-step -step process that we go through in elevating through spiritual maturity. It also represents that oneness that we have with God, that in-tuned consciousness that we have with God. It, within the subconscious, my, the subconscious of the soul, the subconscious mind of the soul is this urging that is always seeking for God's expression, always reaching forward for God's expression. Whether we're aware of it or not, there's always this still small voice inside of us that is seeking to express. And that is what the angels ascending upward represent. That part of us that is reaching up to a higher consciousness is not reaching up outside of us, is reaching up to a higher awareness of God. Instead of the lower awareness of the physical realm, we're going from a, to a higher awareness, a higher frequency, a higher vibration of the spiritual realm. And as we reach up in our consciousness to the spiritual world through meditation, through prayer, through rest, you can even take and ask God to give you your answers in your sleep. Take your answers and go to sleep. And in your dreams, just like Jacob, the answers come forth. The mind never rests. It is always working. It is always processing. It is always working towards solving God is always in the background, 
bringing forth, I'm working towards bringing forth our highest and greatest good. We are the ones that block it because we don't tune into it and follow what we're guided to do. Here, Jacob sees the stairway. He sees the angels ascending and descending. It didn't say angels descended first. It said they ascended first. It is that seeking forth. You have to ask first. You have to seek first and you have to knock first in order to experience God. Because it is in the asking, the seeking and the knocking that we demonstrate our free will and open up our consciousness to hear and understand and experience the messages of God, which are the angels. So our message goes up in the form of asking, seeking and knocking. And those three letters uh, create the word ask. And as we ask, the message comes down in the answer. God says he's standing. God is at the top of the stair stairway and says, I am the Lord, the God of your grandfather, Abraham, and the God of your father. And the ground that you are lying on belongs to you. The ground represents your consciousness. You have control over your own consciousness. When God told Adam and Eve, be fruitful and multiply and take dominion over the world, God meant dominion over your inner world. And the more you take dominion over your inner world, which means you take authority and responsibility for your own thinking, your own mind, you learn, you become a master. You learn about yourself. You learn about your way of thinking. You learn about what triggers you. You learn about what your beliefs are. You learn about those false beliefs and you learn to to seek the higher vibe, the higher beliefs, the higher thoughts, the truth that is within you. You, you search it and seek it out. That's the mastery part. And then you control your mind by taking control over your thoughts and disciplining them to live according to God. Jacob was not disciplined. Jacob was a deceiver. But here he's becoming aware of God's presence in his life. He's becoming aware of a promise that is on his life. And I promise you all, we have a promise. We have a promise on our life. God has made an oath over your life the moment you were conceived in God's mind. And God had a purpose for you. Number one, that stairway was established in your mind when God was establishing you in God's mind. And when you were being knitted in God's womb and your consciousness, your mind was being developed, that stairway was being developed even more as well. And here, Jacob has become aware of it. Do you remember the first time you truly became aware of the presence of God in your life? I, I, t I dare to say that it might have been during one of the deepest trials and tribulations you've experienced. I'm realizing that a lot of times we get our deepest revelations in our moments where we're experiencing the darkest trials and tribulations in our life. And this is one of the experiences Jacob is having. And that's what brought him to God. And a lot of times that's what brings us to God as well. Something deep that we're going through is interesting. And we experience it in our mind. Jacob is seeing this stairway in his mind. And then the promise that God is telling him. He, now, first of all, he does say that this land, this land is yours and the descendants you will have many descendants. He says the same. He said the same thing to Jacob's grandfather and to Jacob's father. And he also said that all the families of the earth will be blessed through you and your descendants. And the same thing is for you and me. We have a promise on our life. 
that the, the descendants in our mind, which are the thoughts in our mind, are meant to be aligned with the consciousness of God, the promise of God, the message of God that we receive when we align ourselves with the stairway within ourselves that leads us from earth to heaven. You, you tune into that stairway when you use the fourth unity principle, which is prayer and meditation, affirmations and denials, visualization. When you move into those, the opening up your spiritual imagination, you have tapped into the stairway from earth to heaven, the stairway to heaven. And the moment you do that, the moment you've ignited, ignited on a deeper level, the promise of God in your life. Let me tell you what God's promise was to Jacob, which is the same promise to us, which was the promise that came to us even through God, through Jesus. He says, I am with you. He says, I will protect you. He says, I will bring you back to this land. And he says, I will remain with you until this promise has been manifested in your life. Until the promise that I put on your life has been manifested in this world, I will be with you every step of the way. God cannot be anywhere else but with you because God is omnipresent. God is omnipresent in the outer world, which means that God is transcendent. And God is omnipresent within you, which means God is imminent. God has an intimate, up-close relationship with you because the essence of you is God. And God is waiting for you to have an up-close relationship with God by turning in, turning within, and tuning in to that stairway that leads from the earth, the consciousness of your mind, into the consciousness of God. Your subconscious mind to the superconscious mind. That's the Christ in you. And the beautiful part is when you come to that realization, no matter what you're going through in your life. I remember when I came to that realization, it was when I really, really came to that Realization. I thought it was when I walked in and out of an open manhole when I was uh, going to cast and I realized that I had a guardian angel because my foot was actually hovering over the open manhole when my sister stopped me and I realized that it felt like I had walked on solid ground, but I didn't. I stepped in and out of an open manhole and I thought that was my realization that I, that God's presence with, was with me. But I had a deeper realization when I was going into the uh, emergency C-section with my daughter. There was nothing I can do. I had done everything during the pregnancy. I was on bed rest. I had done everything through the pregnancy that I could do to help my part of keeping her healthy and keeping the pregnancy be, uh, going okay because it was a, a, a troubled pregnancy. But... When we had to do the emergency C-section, there was nothing I can do. It was in God's hands. And in that moment, I prayed and, and thanked God, asking God, if it is meant for you to take me or my daughter, bless my family. If it's meant for you to take my daughter, bless me and my family to be okay. If it's meant for you to take me, bless my family to be okay and have help raising, and her father to have help, help raising her. And I just knew that God was in the situation. I felt God's presence in the situation. I felt it, God's presence within me during that time and when my son was born four years later. That was one of the times that I really felt the presence of God. Like I was right there in tuned in to that, 
stairway and I could feel within me what to pray for and what to ascend up, the, the message from me ascending up to God. Be, I know you're here. And I was given the words to say in the prayer, thanking God that it will turn out okay. No matter what happened, that it would turn out okay. And there are moments in your life where the same thing will happen. And you are led to know that God is with you. God will protect you. That God will, has a purpose and a plan over your life. And that God's presence will be with you until that purpose has been manifested in your life. And in that purpose lies a message. In that purpose lies a message. Now, when Jacob wakes up, he realizes, oh my God, surely God's presence, the Lord has been in this place and I wasn't aware of it. How many times have we walked through our life not realizing that God is right there with us every step of the way until we have something seemingly miraculous happen in our life and then we realize God was there all along. And then when at that happened to me, I did make a covenant with God, just like Jacob makes a covenant with God. And he turns this land, this area. First, he turns that pillow the, that, that, that he laid on to rest in the foundation of faith, turns it into a monument, a celebration of how God's presence is there and awareness and a realization it it symbolized his awareness that God is present there and that that was the gateway to God, to heaven. And in, the, in that presence is when we realize and come to our realization that God has always been with us as well. And that's why hindsight really is 2020, because in those moments you realize it. You know what? Charles and Myrtle Fillmore also made a covenant. And it says, we, Charles Fillmore and Myrtle Fillmore, husband and wife, hereby dedicate ourselves, our time, our money, all we have and all we expect to have to the spirit of truth and through it, the society of silent unity. This is when they had created the silent unity. It is being understood and agreed that the said spirit of truth shall render upon unto us all equivalent Render unto us an equivalent for this dedication in peace of mind, health of body, wisdom, understanding, love, life, and abundant supply of all things necessary to meet every want without our making any of these things the object of our existence. So they knew that God would supply their every need, that God would be the resource of everything they needed without them making that need an object. So instead of seeking the food, seeking the money, seeking the, the resources. They only sought God and out of seeking God, they knew all the other things would come to them. And in the end, it says in the presence of the conscious mind of Christ Jesus, this seventh day of December, AD 1892, Charles and Myrtle Fillmore, Charles Fillmore, Myrtle Fillmore. They had their covenant with God. My covenant was God with God was made on June 14th, 2003. I told God, I am committed to you. I will let no man come before you again in my life. And if I do, because I knew I would have a weakness and it may happen. I told God, I give you permission 
to take that man, that person out of my way, even if it is me. And that was my covenant with God because I wanted a deep, close relationship with God. And I'm still committed to that relationship. And last week I had moved into a deeper understanding of it. I had another stairway of heaven experience where I got the realization that I can never love as deeply as God does, but I will spend the rest of my life getting as close to it as I can. And the only way I can do that is if I live and dwell in the house of the Lord. And now I'm realizing when I live and dwell in the house of the Lord, I must be in tune with the stairway that leads from me to heaven. In John chapter one, verse 50 through 51. And I'll just say 51, verse 51. Jesus says, I tell you the truth. You will all see heaven open and the angels of God going up and down on the son of man, the one who is the stairway between heaven and earth. What does this mean? The old Testament, we see Jacob in his mind, experiencing the stairway of heaven and making a covenant to God through the, through that, from that experience of knowing that God is always with him. He saw God. He saw the stairway to heaven from earth in his mind. Jesus, so he sees it. Jesus is saying, I am that stairway. I am the very physical manifestation of that stairway to heaven. So Jesus is saying, it is not enough to see the stairway of heaven. You must be the stairway of heaven in your life. The stairway of heaven represents being the expression of heaven on earth. And you cannot do that until you tune in with the presence of God, tune into the stairway that is within you, that links you to God, the consciousness of God within you. Tune into the angels that are ascending and descending, which means tune into that part of your soul that is reaching up into a higher expression of God, sending a message that seeks a higher expression of God and receiving the answer, the message from God of what the purpose is over your life. Do you know the purpose of your life? Because in that purpose of your life is a message from God to this world. And just like Jesus was the message to God to this world, to love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul and all your strength. And then to love your neighbor as you love yourself. And that to that degree, he even gave up his physical body, the attachment to his physical body to supersede the flesh and step into the Christ and then to come back into the flesh to revitalize the flesh. We have the power to do the same thing in your life. You can take whatever it is you're attached to in your circumstances, the physical expression of it, the physical thoughts of it, the physical false error thinking of it, and you can transmute it to the Christ within and shift your life into something greater. By living according to the purpose that God has planted over you. There's a purpose in you that God gave you. And in that purpose is the message that God has for this world through you. The only way to get to it is to tap inside and see the stairway that is leading you to God. The stairway to heaven. The message, receive the message that is going up and receive the message that is coming down from your soul in your consciousness. And then once you see it, 
You ask God to help you be it. Jacob saw the stairway to heaven from him, from earth in his mind. Jesus was and still is the stairway of heaven in this world. That's why he said that I tell you the truth. You will see you will all see heaven open and the angels going up and down on the son of man. The son of man was Jesus. Jesus was the expression of sending up messages to God and receiving messages from God and living according to the message that he was given to be. And his life had a purpose. Your life has a purpose. And in living that purpose, you become the message to this world through which God uses you to express heaven on earth. But you got to tap into yourself and see the stairway within yourself. The stairway of heaven is a spiritual connection. It's a spiritual relationship with God where you hear and see and experience the messages of God. And then once you see that stairway, you get up and live your life as being the stairway. Expressing heaven on earth. And the greatest way to do that is to be a total expression of love and oneness. In that expression of love and oneness comes your peace, comes your prosperity, comes every resource you need because you're tapped into the essence of God and the essence of God will manifest in your life. Just like Charles and Myrtle Fillmore focused only on God, the most powerful thing that you can eat from, that you can partake of is the awareness of God and the relationship with God. And out of that, comes all of this, the descendants, which represents every resource, everything that you could ever need, ever need has been manifested in your world. And I thank you, God, for that awareness. Seek the purpose of your life by going in and seeking the stairway through that stairway, that consciousness of God inside of you. God will tell you what is yours to do in this world. And as you do what is yours to do in this world, according to how you're guided by God, you will become the message of God's spiritual law, God's spiritual principle in this world. Somehow God will use you to express love and oneness in this world. And you will be the expression of heaven on earth in your mind and heaven, the expression of love in this physical world. And you will move from being a stairway of heaven in the consciousness of your mind, of the dreams and visualizations You'll see it and then you'll get up and be it. Jacob saw it. Jesus got up and was it. And that's what we're here to do. Thank you, God, for your powerful message over our lives. Thank you for bringing forth in each and every one of us the awareness of the purpose that we are here to serve. And in that purpose, as we live our purpose, that is ours to do, the message that comes from that purpose will be manifested in this world. And I thank you for being the epistle of your message, the expression of your message, the example of your message. In whatever way you choose me, I commit myself to you right now, God. Amen. And I charge you all, I challenge you all to commit yourselves to being the stairway of heaven as well. And in that stairway, finding your purpose and being the expression of that purpose, which will bring forth God's meaning for your life in this world. Thank you, God. Amen. And so now let us move into our giving righteously segment. That is also an ultimate. Jacob decided to give when he got the awareness of his purpose and that God was always with him. God had a purpose for his life. God would never leave him and God would always protect him. 
The same is so for us. Bring forth in your mind what you're feeling led to give as a celebration of your relationship with God, what you're being led to give as a donation to Unity of Farmington Hills. And let us go ahead and affirm our growth affirmation, our <laughs> love offering blessing. Together, divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you, God. Amen. And for those of you who are giving online, you can go to unityfh.com. You can donate through credit card, PayPal, or through your debit card. And also, if you're going to give through a check, you can send it to Unity of Farmington Hills. Send it to 32500 West 13 Mile Road, Farmington Hills, Michigan, 48334. And whichever way you choose to give, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. We have a, a new benevolent fund that is called the Angel Fund. If you decide to give to the Angel Fund, you may do so by going to Unity of Farmington Hills. Click on that donate button and underneath you'll be you can hit the Angel Fund link and you can do your donation that way or send it to the church and make sure you designate on your check that is for the Angel Fund and it will be allocated for that account. Thank you for that. Those of you who may want to apply for the Angel Fund, you may email me at seniorminister at unityfh.com so that you can get the, the, request, the application to request assistance from the Angel Fund. This is a confidential process that the prayer chaplains and I oversee, and we are excited to have this fund to give to those who may be in need in our spiritual community. I am so grateful for that. So grateful for that. I right now speak prosperity, affirm prosperity for every single one of your lives. All of you who are here, all of, all of you, all of everyone who's connected to you and everyone who's connected to unity of Frampton Hills. Actually, I speak prosperity over every heart in this world. And I thank you God for that affirmation and for manifest manifesting prosperity consciousness in our lives right now. Amen. So now we're going to have our um, next special song entitled, I Can Only Imagine. It'll be led by Lauren, and then I will be back with our closing prayer segment. I'll see you in a little bit. I can only 
find myself standing in the sun. I can only imagine when all I would do will live forever, forever worship you. I love that song. That was so pretty. Thank you, Lauren, for leading that song. Thank you all. That was a beautiful performance. And as usual, the, the whole thing was perfect. Perfect video, perfect. The whole thing was perfect. I, I'm so uplifted by the music for today. Thank you so much for that. It was beautiful. I want to go ahead and do our closing virtual prayer, and then we'll do our prayer for protection, and we'll close out by singing the peace song. So let us gently close our eyes and take a deep breath. Bring forth the name of those who you'd like to pray with. Center yourself in your heart, tapping into the consciousness of God that is there. Tuning into that stairway that leads from your consciousness to God. And think forth the name of the person you're praying for or speak it out loud. And as we speak these names out, we affirm right now that God has blessed every life right now, that God has manifested their highest and greatest good in this very moment, that God is with them right now, protecting them right now, that the promise in that situation 
and God's presence is being manifested in that situation right now in their lives and that God will be there with them to the very end of the manifestation of God's purpose for that whatever is going on in their life for that circumstance situation or whatever that God is right there with them every step of the way and we thank you God for manifesting your divine perfect life love and wisdom and resources in every area that you see fit according to your divine will your divine order and your divine way in the mighty name and nature of that indwelling Christ we lift up that prayer and I also God thank you for blessing everyone who helped to create this service and blessing everyone who is right here in attendance and everyone connected to unity of Farmington Hills and in the world thank you God amen and now let's affirm our prayer for protection. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is and all is well. Wow. Well, I'll see you in a little bit at the town hall meeting. Those of you who are joining me and also don't forget today is the youth service at 1 p.m. for ages 5 through 11. Everyone those in that age group are welcome. Ah, again, I'm Reverend Kelly Kincaid. It has been a joy to be here with you all today. Let's close by singing the peace song with our music team. Until next time, I'll see you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings, but still want to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page at www.unityfh.com donate.